talk about Stan? <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> we're not now. <laughs> we're, we're laughing. Hey, guys, we're down here in New Mexico. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the coolest things is you're driving out to the Blue Steel Ranch down there. And as you're going down the dirt roads is the tarantulas crossing the roads. And they're big, you know, mm-hmm. like the size of a hand. So I think that's kind of neat. And I want to keep, I keep trying to remind myself to jump out and get a picture of one when it's crossing the road. But like the one today, he was already three quarters of the way over to the next side. So he would have been in the grass. But uh, yeah, so uh, you got Mike Bush here. (laughs) (laughs) Shooting the team safari with Adam Burt from JP. First time we're pairing up. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper Podcast, Adam. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm shooting the JP rifle, the Valkyrie. I've been talking about it for like ever now. A year, about about a full year. Yep. Guns running fantastic, getting good shots and everything on there. Uh, both, you've got the JP Bolt gun. Yeah, it's our MR19. I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting with the 6.5 PRC. Nice. So way overboard for this thing. Well, but we got the place, winds we came up, right. so it might it'll be, be... It'll be good tomorrow. Yeah, it's supposed to be 27 mile an hour winds tomorrow. We had a good day today, good weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, back up, so you gave me a call this week. <laughs> yep. I Mike. Was, yeah, Mike. Because uh, uh, Mike Bush from Voodoo was supposed to shoot this slot. And um, so Mike had some previous engagement work kind thing. of thing, work thing, whatever it is. Who knows what Mike does? He's all spooky and tricky and shit. <laughs> um, uh, who, who knows, man? He he he, could he be, felt so bad. He, so you gave me, a, you know, he sent me an email. You could tell he felt pretty bad, and he he bailed. You know, I didn't had to bail out at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a game. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so you, you you I was what like your fourth or fifth call? No, he's like my second or third. <laughs> no okay. kidding. No, but he, uh, so Adam calls me up. He's like, hey, Frank, can you shoot Team Safari? I'll get you a gun and everything. I go, dude, I already got your gun. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just bring it. You were ready. Yeah, I was ready. Um, uh, so luckily, I did swap out my scope um, last minute, which is never a good idea, but I did it because I know we had to find targets. Um, I, maybe you should even, because you've shot Team Safari a bunch. Mm-hmm. Blue Steel Ranch is, the, is a JP facility. And... Um, Kind of just go over, because I've never shot this match before. Mm-hmm. So you're better to talk about, you know, kind of like lay everybody out to people out there listening, what the Team Safari runs like. Yeah, so I, I have shot this, I think this is my fourth year, and I had to skip a year. So I started five years ago. This is uh, three years before I started working with JP. And the, the premise is it's a team match. So one shooter is the rifle shooter. Yep. And, you know, it's a minimum caliber, I think think of I don't think there is a minimum caliber matter of fact it might be just two twenty six millimeter is it six millimeter I think for the rifle it was six and then maybe it was two two three for the carbines and stuff. That could be. Yeah I'm not sure. And then the other shooter is the carbine shooter so it's a semi auto is suggested. Right. And the premise is you walk up on blind stages, it's a field match and you know competition dynamics you hides the target so half of the challenge is to to find the targets Mm -hmm. and you've got Six minutes to do it as a team to find, uh, identify, range your targets. Right. The carbine shooter, there's six of them. The carbine shooter shoots three of them. And then the rifle shooter, you, you, you unload, show clear, and then you, you know, the rifle shooter gets on there and, and does, the six. does all six. So there's, there's, a, there's a, either a one by six, so it's one firing position with mm-hmm. six targets, or a two by three, where you have two firing positions with three targets. And as Adam said, I have to come up, or we, we both come up there. And, and the nice thing, exactly like you're saying, it, it's staggered releases. So we have, a re- yep. to, we have a time tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to show up, and we're actually one of the last squads that go out tomorrow. Yep. So they'll tell you the night before, okay, your start time is 8 o'clock in the morning, like we were 8.12 today. 
So you go over to the, the RO and at 8.12, they basically say, okay, the 8.12 people kick off. And there's four of us because some go north, south, east, west. Or yep. Three of us, right? Three, yeah, uh, there's no three, east. three courses, so yeah. six people, yeah. No east, it's, it's, it's west, south, and north. And so um, we basically step off. We had about a, about a half hour walk this morning before yep. we get to our first stage. And you're carrying all your gear, as you said, your staging area is been about a good 50 yards away from yeah. the firing point um especially on the on the south we shot today what was yep. it north? uh we shot north today. north today we shot north um we shot uh, two sets yesterday and today and so basically you're going to go down you're going to wait the staging area the team before you is your ro they call you up you go over and, and all they basically say is this is the firing point here's your left limit your right limit it's a one by six. And go. Go. Yeah. There's no other discussions. There's, There's no, no way to game it. Right. You right. can't really and strategize. Then you build your position and do whatever you think you need to do doing to find and engage those targets. And as um, we had mentioned, CD doesn't paint them. Mm -hmm. And so what you're really looking for is the black strap. Mm -hmm. And then once you find the targets and they hide some of them too, we kind of noticed that. In a six by, they'll give you four pretty doable targets, and then there'll be two that are pretty tricky to find. You got to be on your A game. And um, using binos, you got the Leicas going. I've yep. got the Zeiss going, and we've been doing side by side comparison with uh, the Leicas and the and the Zeiss. I think they're pretty close to each other. They're very close. Um, I think the Leica has a little bit more field of view, mm -hmm. but as far as picture quality goes, it's dead on the same. Um, and so then, yeah, then we're basically finding it. And what we do, or and like I said, I've never shot this match before, and I've only been down here once before on a limited basis when we shot the Valkyrie to the mile. Yep. And um, so what you're doing is, like, we're finding a reference point or the first target that sticks out that as soon as you look and you see one, that's kind of like our middle ground. And then we'll, we'll work off of there. Yeah. And um, so it's like, hey, there's one, there's one. We're ranging them with the lasers and the binos, and we're looking with binos. And uh, that's all we're using. Nobody's carrying spotting scopes. It's all binocular. And as soon as we, we, we find it, we range it, we hit the next visible ones. And kind of a strategy we've employed is I jump right on the gas gun. Mm -hmm. I start taking care of the closest ones we found or what's there. Because the gas gun guy has unlimited rounds, really. Yep. But not unlimited time because you got to get the bolt gun guy. But the bolt gun guy is only one shot per target. And that's a big CD thing. And it's, you know, six minutes. When I first read that, I remember my first match, I'm like, oh, I can, I can engage six targets and right. three with the carbine in, in like two minutes. So I'm thinking six to, you know, what, what am I going to do with the rest of the time? That time burns up quickly. Uh, I, we, we timed out on, what, one or two stages Two's today. today. Two, yeah. None yesterday. Uh, one yesterday, two today. And honestly. It goes so quickly. It goes really quick. And uh, your, your buzzer, dude, you got some good ones yeah. on the line, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Today, Adam had one. He calls me. He's like, he's like, yells over time. And I said, just shoot it. Cause I knew he was down. I said, just shoot it. And he shot the buzzer went like he shot. The hit was after the buzzer. Yeah. So it, we had the distance just of the round lucky. to go off was, it, it was like 6.01 mm -hmm. that with the hit. And so that, that was tricky. So yeah, six minutes doesn't give you a lot of time because you can have targets that are sort of in a straight line. Or you can have targets that are across your front, yep. like, you know, six, eight hundred yards and staggered. 
So it's tricky to find the clusters of the targets. Yep. It's such a contrast from, you know, other matches where everything's yes. static. You're on a, a fixed firing line. You know, all the targets are painted white. They're, you know, clearly identified. Matter of fact, they, they give you the ranges and mm -hmm. stuff like this is, you're just, you know, you're go find them. Well, you got to work for it. Think about this. Um, we heard of multiple, we had a little bit of, of a backup yesterday, tiny. And it's because if you don't find and you, and you can't uh, engage the targets, you run out of time, you didn't find them all. Well, then you have to stay behind to RO the next group. So they have to show you where everything is so you can explain to the next people where everything is moving forward. Yep. And there's people out there that can't find them. Oh, yeah. It's very common. Right. Very common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt's like raising his hand over here. Yeah. And, and so... There's teams that will kind of bog down a little bit, but they move you through. And they and like Jimmy and Zach came up this morning because there mm -hmm. was a little. We had a uh, we had an 18 minute backup, and that's been the longest we've had to wait was 18 yep. minutes. It's been a well oiled machine. Yeah, they've got it down. I, I mean, literally, we can walk up to a staging area because you're walking. Uh, would we average say about three miles? Uh, we average about three miles um, yeah, per day. It's about right. Yep. And so we're you're walking three miles, and so different people walk different paces. The terrain's different. And so we'll get up to a stage and not even pull our rifle out of our pack or something, and uh, they're calling us up. But you have your, you can control that part of it. So hang on, we'll be there in a second, get my rifle out, yep. make sure our ammo is in good shape, and then we'll move up. Because as soon as you move up, it's a one by six, there's your limits, time starts now. Yep. And that's it. And it's a great field match. Now, like is. I said, the only thing I, and this is personal Frank being Frank, <laughs> I, I would rather... Uh, two shots per target versus one because I, I think giving people the ability to learn when they're newer but at the same time like thinking about this in my head on the drives back and forth I think it makes better shooters mm -hmm. you it know if, yeah. if you stick with it and do it more than once being forced to first round hit everything yep. makes these guys better shooters and I mean you look at like uh, Tyler Hughes, Dorgan, and the guys, Andy Reinhardt, and yeah. those guys that are here shooting this match who come here every year and are CD purists, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. Although Andy and Tyler both bounce a whole lot of other stuff. Dorgan does too. But um, those guys drop very few points. They're, they're probably, you know, at the end of the day, how many did you miss? Well, I, I missed two. Yeah, they're, they're remarkable yeah. shooters. I mean, yeah. they're orders of magnitude better than you and I. Yeah. Well, in me, anyway. Well, no, I mean, and, and it is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's impressive to see them shoot. Mm -hmm, because, I mean, the winds are weird and tricky because it's yep. canyoned and it's terrain. And, and it's not, like, against the side of the mountain, the winds were coming the other way. We were holding them. Remember I told it gave you the yep. right calls? The and right was, was against the side of the mountain. So what it was happening was the wind was coming left, bouncing off the mountain, but hitting the target harder mm -hmm. and pushing the bullet to the left. It does weird stuff here. Yes. The, the winds are, are just you know uh, more interesting and difficult here than any other place I've shot at just because of the varied terrain. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have a flat landscape for wind just kind of blow across yeah. in a steady direction, a very you know predictable direction here. It's just, it's swirly. You got to look at vegetation. You got to look at mirage. You got to look the at splashes, kind of- splashes, everything. splashes, yeah, everything. And it, it, yesterday we had about 12 to 18 mile an hour winds, I think, by the end of the day with some of these guys. And then today was mellow, but tomorrow's supposed to be like 25, 30. Yeah. It was all that yesterday towards the end. That toward one the end of the day it yeah, was. It was like 20 miles an hour in your face kind of thing. But, but thinking about that, that's the other thing with this match. We're done by noon. Mm -hmm. And we did the assault stages, which the assault stages are fun, man. So you do yeah, the fields. Yeah, they mix it up pretty well. You do the field course in the morning. You finish, we, we were done 11.45, 
and then you go back, have a sandwich, eat, talk about what you did, what you screwed up. Then you go over and you do two assault stages. Yesterday was handgun, and that was fun as shit, running in the like in these cracks and crevices, like a, a rain wash or something. And they hide targets in these cracks. And so you're doing handgun running up, and then you had to retrieve your partner's mags and run them back, and then he has to go up and run it up. And, and that they do that by time, which is their tiebreaker stuff. So it's a time component for the assault stages and then per hit for the field stuff. Yep. Right? So that, yeah, it, it's kind of fun to mix it up because you get a little bit of action, mm -hmm. you get a little bit of physicality with you know moving the dummy and stuff like that. And yeah, that today one, with it, the yep. big ass dummy, Adam got stuck carrying it because it was bigger than me. <laughs> yeah, so, that was that was fun. Yeah, no, we we've been in in I, I don't know we're doing good. Our equipment's doing good. Your rifles are hammering, and w you guys went with your bolt gun that you're doing. You went with the Canadian Ultimatum action. Yeah, great three lug action. I really like that action a lot. Um. <laughs> we can, I'm going to bash on these guys. Dude, the, the Curtis shit is cracking me up, man. I'm, I'm just going to say it because I've already bitched and said I, I don't see it with some of these custom things. And, and uh, the, it, it, One broke hard today, uh, yesterday and, and screwed Tyler pretty bad. Yeah. And, I, and, and I was just telling Adam, I'm like, well, I have bad luck with those. I've, every place I've gone and seen them shoot, they don't work right. And then... It was like an hour later, we all got back to the thing, and I said, "Save!" <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's just stuff. That. Stuff happens. This is going to test your equipment. Yeah. You know, stuff's going to break no matter what, no, no matter how good it is. I mean, it just—it's an environment that just puts stress on everything and everybody, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But we, we don't have any issues really. The only change, and this is how I know it was working well, is the only change that we made equipment-wise from yesterday to today was making a bag change. Yeah, that was it. I brought the uh, uh, the Warhorse Comanche, which is the small one. And when Adam used it, he it didn't give him enough stability, so he just needs to be taller. Yeah, he yeah. he switched over to the to the Saracen. So basically, he already had a Saracen with him, but I had carried the small warhorse, the uh, the Comanche rather, and that was our change today. We yep. switched that. Um, we've had zero issues technical, although I mixed up. I I had the blaster <laughs> ammo this morning, so I I tanked the stage. Like yesterday, you were going I did to war well. With that target. Yeah, I I, I yesterday I did really well. Yeah, and, and hit all my carbine targets. Today I dropped two, but the first one when I dropped it, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm I'm I went to war with it because you can, you know, as long as I'm yep. in the time. Sure. Yeah. And I leave you time. Yep. So then I go to fucking war with this thing, and I finally begged <laughs> off, and it was one of my two misses of the day, and I said, "Forget it. I spent too much time. You need time. Go." I was using that fucking um, <laughs> assault stage ammo. Yeah, you were all over the map with. I stuff. stuffed my uh, soft point. I stuffed the mags with that Fusion soft point 90 grain stuff instead of the 88 Hornadays because in the salt stage is inside 100 yards. And so we didn't want to burn. We didn't know what yep. the assault stage was going to be for the carbine guy. Yeah, I knew something was up because you were dinging pretty much everything else first round impact. Yeah. And then you're just all over the map on this one. I'm like, ah, something changed. And I'm not going to say anything, but something changed here. There's yeah, something yeah. weird, but... And yeah, then I pulled ammo. the mag out and I went, shit, it's the soft point. <laughs> I was like, fuck. But um That's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. But then after that, I, I actually I, I dialed in three tenths of wind because I felt the gun had a weird little bit of right to it, but it could have been the wind on that mm -hmm. side. So I dialed in three tenths, recapped my windage. Uh, I was running a Schmidt and Bender three to twenty, which really is serving me great. Yep. Um I pulled the night force off, the four to sixteen. Um it's got a little bit of that squirrely squiggle in it. And I felt that that squiggle would show up in the terrain here to find a target. So I wanted the best glass I can get. 
So I popped the Schmidt 3 to 20 on it ultra short, and that thing's been treating us really well and in, in, in shooting. Uh, you're running a night force. Uh, yeah, it's a 7 to 35 7 attacker. to 35, great scopes. Oh, just amazing optic, yep. yeah. And, and again, you were on it today. Today, you're, 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 you're nailing everything. And yeah, yeah, it was just point hit, point hit. I had a few drop shots, but they were always because of that dang rear position where I had some kind of kittywampus thing and the, you know, my, my butt was up in the air yeah. and, and just, you know, not solid. We, it would we go worked, right over the top. We worked hard. Oh, we yeah. didn't, what we did, and, and you got the, 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 the pin. Basically, you have to be able to touch the pin without manipulating your torso is how they say it. Yep. So what we were doing was like laying on every pin and then we'd be like, up, oh, you can't see the target from here. Let's go to tripod. So yesterday we shot like three, the first three, two or three stages, just completely off tripods. Yep. It seems like they put a rock or a bush or something in front of you where you got to get up pretty high. Right. So then we were like having guys come behind us and we're ROing for them yep. and they move three feet to the left <laughs> yeah. and shoot prone. And we're like, oh shit. Yeah. So maybe we should start looking at that. And, and it's building the position because it's rocky, it's craggy, it's dirty, it's weird angles. It, the reverse one yesterday, yep. there was a, a green spot on a reverse of a rock just hanging out there. And so yep. we kind of just put our butt on it and bridged across from the rocks and stuff. That seemed to work pretty well. Yeah. And, and the tripods are definitely a must uh, for out here. Oh, yeah. You need tripod to get up. intensive match. Well, you gotta have a good tripod too. You can't, you know, yes. you can't have like some kind of flimsy, you know, uh, Walmart bought, you know, uh, camera. No, tripod. you got you got, you got the crux, one. and the yep. crux is way big, man. Yeah. Bulletproof, definitely stable. That's a tank. And then I'm running my my normal, really right stuff. And the Vorn, like equipment wise, uh, I got the the JP and and what what's the? It's an SCR11. SCR11 and two two four Valkyrie. Yep. And it's got all, you could tell them what it's like, because you yeah, know so, more what's inside than I well, do. Well, you covered the basics. I mean, it's our, our billet side charge upper mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, 22 inch Valkyrie, as I said, uh, medium contour barrel. We got the thermal dissipator on there and, you know, just a, a real mild, soft shooting rifle. Yeah. You know, you can get those uh, real soft, um, you know, the soft recoil gives you the ability to spot your hits and your, mm -hmm. your impacts and stuff and you know real fast follow-up shots so if you, if you for whatever reason send one over the top you can engage that you know and that's what quick. i was doing basically yep. if you miss it you just doom, 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 you're following up as fast as you can with the splash and in hitting it most of the time i'm hitting it within three rounds if if i'm yeah, if struggling that, if that yeah i'm a lot of firsters but i mean the thing is just a damn laser as far as a gas gun goes so did you remember the the guys on the first day the guys behind us had a 223 and mm -hmm. i remember because they were all over right uh, the, the 400 plus yard targets it was a, a significant difference. I mean, it was almost like going to a, a 223 to, to 308. Yes. It, it made almost that much of a difference from the Valkyrie to 223. Yeah, they're dumping half a mag, and I'm doing it in three shots. Literally, yeah. And they're not bad shooters. Right. It's just the round is, is so much more capable, mm -hmm. uh, or less capable, rather, if, you know, if it's a it, and it is a significant difference. You, when you're seeing it, like, in real time in a field course and what's yeah. going on, you can totally see where the Valkyrie, even the team um, that followed us today that were doing really well, yeah. he his his rifle was malfunctioning a little but he was shooting a valkyrie as well mm -hmm. first round first round first round with yeah. him he was actually doing one round at a time because it kept jamming <laughs> yeah. i felt for that yes guy. I, you do feel bad but yeah. at the same time he's hitting first round and all he had to do he had to recharge it he did well yes give, you know given a single strat you know semi-auto and stuff mm -hmm. wasn't a jp by the way but... yeah yeah, it was a lego one <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, yeah but, um no, but, he was doing real well. No, he totally was, but he's shooting a Valkyrie. Yep. And and to me, I think the, as far as the the carbine side of things, the Valkyrie has a distinct advantage over the other calibers in both recoil management to spot your own shots, the speed, as well as the wind and the velocity yep. without having to carry 
a 6.5 Creed or something. Yeah. You know. But two years ago, I had a, a 6.5 Creed as a carbine shooter. And there's, I don't know if there's really any advantage out here. No. Inside of 600 yards, I think you're just, you know, getting a little bit more recoil and carrying around just a little bit heavier of a rifle. And, and part of that's the goal, right? For the carbine guy to find the, or us to find the closest ones first and shoot those easy ones. Yep. And then let the bolt gunner guy do the long ones. And so that that's definitely, um, that that works out. Yeah. But no, it's a, it's a fun match. It's a great... And it's weird because you only see like six people other than passing. In the mornings and the afternoons, you see more people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, the assault stage, you see a bigger group of people. Yep. But you really only see six people throughout the morning. Yep. It's you kind know. of a chill vibe, you know? Yes, very there's, chill. There's nothing like super, you know, hyper competition where they're trying to eke out little bits of knowledge from, you know, the stage before. I mean, it's it's pretty chill crowd. And, and that's the thing is you... It, it, there is hyper competition. Look at Tyler and Dorgan yeah. and, and how, like, and what happened. Tyler had a, a problem yesterday and it, and it killed him. Mm -hmm. Took him out of the uh, whole uh, event, really, in a way. But they're so hyper competitive, but you can't do anything about it because you're in completely different areas. How did they do? What did they do? And then we had mm -hmm. fun last night kind of telling stories. Yeah. And everybody, how many, well, they, they, so we go to dinner and, and guys are like, you know, everybody wants to know how you shot. Yeah. How'd you shoot? How'd you shoot? So I'm like, well, I, I hit every carbine target. I didn't <laughs> yeah. miss any yesterday. I missed the two plates today. Um, but yesterday I hit all of them. So I'm like, well, I hit all mine. Yep. You know, and then uh, Adam's like, well, I dropped two. Yeah, I'm just feeding them, you know, just lines of BS. <laughs> yeah. Just laying it on thick. And, you know, but I, you don't know. Yeah, D Dorgan's like, oh, really? Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, man. Because <laughs> you, ha you have no clue. Yeah. I mean, literally, because you and nobody's there to dispute us right. because there's nobody else. Yep. <laughs> but the RO. Yeah, for the record, I shot substantially worse than that. Yes. <laughs> but but it, even Johan believed me a little bit. I'm yes. Like, oh, I gotta believe that. Or okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, because you never know. Right. Because there is like, they, 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 there's there's a perception that the, well the the wind over there might not be as bad as the wind was over here. Yep. Because those guys had a lot of problems with the wind on the uh, yeah. north yesterday. Yep. And so they don't know. Well, were you sheltered in the south mm -hmm. and able to get? A heck of a lot more. I don't even know what that is. Um, so yeah, just so, throw it. No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you, you don't know. Well, maybe their conditions were so different than ours. They actually hit those things. And they can be. You know, yes. you, the wind on the like the say the south course, can, the wind can be you know uh, ninety degrees and howling twenty miles an hour. Whereas on you know the west course, you can be a little bit more protected. We had so that you, peak. Remember yeah. when we were up at the very yes. top of the peak? Uh, we dropped one point because the wind was just cranking. It was like 18. Oh, it was nuts. Right. And you're on this peak, but it was coming right at us. Yep. But there's still a little bit of something. It's a little fishy. It goes yeah. you know, kind of back and forth, and you can't help but hold. Right. You, you think you know, we there's got to be. There's got to be some wind there. We held one on that one plate, yeah. and it went right where you held. Yep. And it's like. I should have held straight up. Right. But how do you know that? Mm -hmm. It's 18 miles an hour. You're shooting down into this thing. You're shooting at a little bit of an angle. Who wouldn't hold the wind? Yep. Nobody. It's an honest mistake. Yeah. But. So, but I mean, it's it's minor. This is just such a fun little thing, and and I really like the field aspect of it. It's practical, dude. They hide plates. They do. They 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 obstruct plates with bushes that you're that you're either gonna drop over the top or almost through. Like mm -hmm. that one today, the one I begged off on yeah. the rectangle. I hate the rectangles here. <laughs> I'll take a diamond all day. Yeah, they're but, hard. Yeah. But that one at 440 mm -hmm. over that tree, I can't resolve. Even the guy that came after us um, with the uh, the Valkyrie as well, he begged off of it as well. Yep. He went after it, 
begged off of it because we're dancing around because you can't resolve because it's through the tree. Yep. You know, but you're going over the top. But so, how, you can't you can't see it. No. Nope. If the spotter's off to the side, he might be able to see. Okay, you're you're in, in you know you're. Yeah, but your high right. lows too are. Yep. True. You could be off a little bit high low. So if, if you're a hunter or or somebody that does uh, you know a military law enforcement application, this is this is the match to attend. Yeah. Because it's so practical. I mean, think about it. If it's you're, everything. You're a, you can yeah. you can carry your exact kit. Exactly. If you you're an LE Surely. guy, there's a bunch of sheriffs here. Yeah. I would recommend if if you're that LE military something in that thing. You would carry the exact kit you deployed with during this yep. match. That's a very important distinction because if you're on a square range, if you're shooting the white targets that are cleanly laid out in a line, mm -hmm. you're having you know a different array of tools. You're, you're right. bag intensive. Uh, you know, because you're playing. You're playing, you're playing you're, the picnic table. We're sitting chess. at a picnic table yeah. outside. You're gonna play around the picnic table, the swing sets. You're gonna play on the jungle gym. Yeah, this is not that. But it is. It's just natural. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're putting you in a compromised position and then using the natural terrain as if somebody was using cover, concealment. You got I it. I mean, when yesterday we had, well, there was a couple. When we figured out the four and two deal. Yep. I mean, rusted rebar with a faded black strap and a non-painted dingy plate yep. that might be six inches in front of... A dead juniper. Yep. And it blends the hell in. Yeah. Shadows, the light, the conditions, it's all crazy. It makes you appreciate good glass. Yeah. You know, having good glass that, that has really good color fidelity and that ability to resolve that mm -hmm. high detail, you know, the black straps just pop. Yeah. You know, whereas I, I think, because I've had, um, oh, I forget what it was, but, I, you know, I, I, subpar compared to the Leicas and stuff. Right, brand, right. And it's, it's tougher to see stuff. You know, it you really gotta, is. You got to look a little harder. I mean, when they jump out with, with our our binos, it's yeah. there. It's 3D. Yep. And so we're able to get on it quick. And I think we did really well locating them. Yeah, I thought we were going to have more of an issue because you and I have never shot together. No. Not, not, not even. We've not never even hung around this long ever. I mean, what I talked to you, five minutes at that shot show last year? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> five or ten. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, so, you know, I thought, because that's been my biggest uh, issue in the past, has not been equipment related or rifle related. It's been, like, how do you how do you tell your partner, there's a target under a bush. There's a million. There's a million bushes yeah, out there. There's 800. <laughs> yeah. So you know, what do you use as a landmark? How do you describe it? And then how do you talk your partner onto that target? And, mm -hmm. I, and I think you and I have never struggled on that. <laughs> you rock star. <laughs> See the rock that looks like a spaceship. <laughs> spaceship rocks, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, they did. I, little flying saucers yes, stacked on it. Yeah. They look like flying saucers stacked up. Yep. And and the ROs started cracking up. Did you hear them? <laughs> yeah. When he, they were talking to each other, they called it a spaceship. Yep. And we're, I'm like, they know Frank, alien spaceship. Yeah. We're in New Mexico. Oh, we got that, you know, some, you know, uh, lowbrow, you know, just simple, yeah, simple sort of thinking. And that's it. It's what we do is we look for a significant like landmass, something that sticks out, and we sort of work around that so that way we can guide each other on. Yep. But yeah, I think our communication has been money. It has. Yeah. We really haven't had any issues mm -hmm. other than you know a sticky magazine. Yeah. That's that's. <laughs> you clean my magazine. <laughs> they man, you had rocks and God. <laughs> It's like a family of badgers in one of them. It was dirty. He's like, he's like, dude, you're mad. Clean your. I'm like, nah, my gun's good. He's oh, like, let me look. They were crunchy. They were so bad. I can't believe they functioned as well as they did. <laughs> so, nah, that, but the, the 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 that stuff has been good. This event has been good. Let's just switch gears really quick. So, talk a little bit because you guys don't say a whole lot. What's going on in the JP world? 
Well, so we, we've always got, uh, you know, stuff in the pipe and, and new product coming out. And right now we're really focused on that chassis. The chassis. You're running yeah. the chassis. I brought. I actually brought the chassis here yep. in the six millimeter, but I'm running the gasser. But the chassis, I like the new improvements you made, the changes we talked about. Yep. The way you changed that bottom rail and built it into it, yeah. I think makes a big difference in that profile and bringing it closer. Um, yeah, our engineering team, you know, looked at it and said, you know, let let's make uh, lemonade out of lemons. Mm -hmm. Let's let's change the entire thing. So now it's a, a single piece rail that that ties the forearm all the way back to the action block. So, uh, you know, it, it adds even a little bit more rigidity. Not that yep. it needed it in the in the first no, place. No, your handguards are really oh, good. Oh, it's very rigid. But yeah, so now you know it's it's uh, it's kind of a a cool system where it's got the full length single piece mm -hmm. arc rail from front to back. Soup, you know, yep. my favorite part about it is. Uh, the shootability, everything is so rock solid. You know, we, we, when we came to market with it, we recognized that there's a lot of good chassis yes. uh, in, the, in the market. Um, but the folders have, and, and the, you know, all, with all this adjustability, there's a lot of slop in these mechanisms, and I think we can improve upon that. So we've made these uh, adjustment mechanisms with the uh, the comb, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the cheek heights, and the um, the length of pull adjustment and stuff like that. And we've got tensioners in there that lock it down tight. Right, So right. there's no flex in it. Your, your buttstock is excellent. It's yeah. got a lot of adjustability. It's got a good balance to it. It's a little shorter, yeah, which is, it is good. It is. Yep. So you don't have to worry about that length of pull. He's got a lower, a smaller length of pull in the JP chassis, which is always, you know, because a lot of them, they're now catching up to the 13 and a half and 14 inch length of pulls. And you're down, I think, at 12.8, mm -hmm. if I remember right. That, yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, I think it's 12.8. Yep. So when you look at these chassis that are like 13 and change and going up into the 14 ones and twos, this is a 12.8 inch buttstock. So but, that's really good. But I'm 6'2", you know, yeah. so I, I run mine all the way out. And you can mm -hmm. put a thicker, it's, I think it's a Magpul. Uh, pad uh, on but, it. Yeah, Brico pad. So you can have a thin pad or a thick pad. And I've got a thick pad on there just to add three quarters of an inch or so. Mm -hmm. So it can go all the, all the way out. Nice. And I think mine's maybe 75% of the way out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it, it, it doesn't flex at all. You tighten the uh, the knobs down to lock the, the mechanisms in yep. place. And it's as rigid as a single piece, you know, bar stock aluminum, basically. Right, right. And the hinge, um, the, you know, the, the hinge, we spent like a year and a half just engineering the hinge. It took us that long. Well, to I remember it, right? seeing a different one on Brian's, right? Does, didn't Brian's original this prototype? one at all. Oh, he didn't have a hinge no. on that first one? Okay, that's what it was. Then no, he had to... so yeah, our, our new, uh, you know, our, our current iteration has the hinge and it locks up like a bank vault. There, mm -hmm. There is no flex in that yeah. whatsoever. It took us a you know, while to get the materials right, the geometries and whatnot. So anyway, that, that's a windy way of saying, okay, that, that's kind of our new hotness in the long range market. And We've then pairing a... it with that ultimatum is yeah. nice. It's slick, man. I mean, because there's a lot of actions out there and all actions aren't created equal as I just kind of alluded to. But um, the ultimatum, big three lug, heavy action, and yep. actually you were playing around yesterday because with the dust and the sand and the wind that came up, and you were like running it and, and like really nailing it oh, to yeah. see if it would slam fire the pin, mm -hmm. you know, when it got dirty. And it was money. No. I mean, you were beating it up and it was nice. It, it runs as well, crunchy, you know, with because you're going to get blown sand yeah. and, and just junk in your action and stuff. Uh, yeah, it runs. And I think it, it helps really the does. way they have that bolt body kind of step down in there to yeah. push some of that dirt and get it out of there. It's a fatter than normal bolt body. Yep. Um, so you, you know, we've got a, a specific mag catch for it, mm -hmm. and you got to do a, you know, I, I think that's really the only tweak that you've got to make, and, and we've obviously made that. Oh, and the handguard. So we, we've got a, a full, you know, wraparound handguard. We've got a, right. an inlet out for the longer than normal Picatinny rail. Yep, yep. But that's really the, the key differences. But yeah, it's a slick action. Yeah. We, we wanted to, you know, there's a bunch of good two lugs in the market. Mm -hmm. And we figured, you know, if we're going to go to market, we want to be a little bit different and, and go with something that, that offers an advantage. Yeah. 
you know, we don't want to uh, come to market with something. That, that, well, because you know, there's a ton of CNC guys out yeah. there making two and lug actions and yeah. they're Gucci and all that. And we get it. Yep. But yeah, the, I, I'm a bigger fan of the three lugs coming from the AI world. I am too. And, and all that. And then the, the, the it's not a heavy lift three lug. Yeah, they've, they've solved the only complaint that anybody's ever had with a three lug. That's that's a heavy bolt lift. Yep. And, and Ultimatum splits the cocking bias. So it's 50% right. cock on open, 50% cock on close. There you go. So it's a very light bolt lift. And then, you know, obviously you can't even feel when you close them or close them. Yeah, because yeah. you, you get the momentum and stuff uh, and, and it's just a smooth, slick action. And then we've got that paired with uh, the Trigger Tech, um, their high end, what is it? The, the diamond. diamond. Yeah, yep. the diamond. Great trigger. Yes. Great trigger. We're using, um, you know, proof barrels and then we're doing our in-house contouring. So it's skinny, kind of like your, your gas gun, skinny mm -hmm. under the handguard. We've got a thermal dissipator yep. on there. We've got a, um, an after treatment or a post treatment for uh, stress relief, the cryogenic, you know, kind of our secret. Yeah, uh, so secret I, sauce. Yeah, if you yeah, will. I get you. And and the thermal drift and predictability, cold shot stability or a cold bore uh, predictability is just stellar. Those things this are. Thing, you're, like I said, yours has been hammering. Man. Yeah, it's been a laser. Yep. It's been a matter of fact, so much so that I'm actually surprised at how well I'm doing on it. I mean, <laughs> Oh, it, it makes yeah, me that's look a good, good way, though. I'm not that good of a shooter, and well, it's just you know, you're an office guy. You're working yeah, there. I, am, I mean, yeah. you come from the Marine Corps. You're yeah. you're a tracker, right? So, so Adam yep. was an Amtrak, and and so he has a history and a background. But he's running JP on the day to day basis, really. Yeah. And so, you know, this isn't a somebody who goes out and practices. You're not out there freaking hitting the range no. every week. Plus, I got two kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. I gotta chase them around. So no, I that practice thing. That's a foreign concept. Yeah. To me. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, when when you think about it, kind of like last minute and pairing us together, I think we were doing really well. Yeah. Event wise, and it's been fun. It's totally fun. Yep. You know, and talking a lot of smack. <laughs> we won't. Yeah, I'm gonna be nice and not. But it, the, the funny thing is, is like I laugh with me is the people. Uh, two guys came up, and they're like, Frank's here. But his name's not on the list. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm Mike Bush today. Right. <laughs> yep. Because it still says Mike Bush. But yeah, tons of smack talking, tons yeah. of fun. I'm in a good way. We've just been having it a great. Is. We got a uh, Airbnb beach house. Yeah. Kind of right New on the Mexico. lake here. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. Uh, this has been fantastic. It, it's different being in a house versus a hotel. Mm -hmm. You know, because you're in a normal house. We get up. Everybody gets up in the morning, cut some coffee. Yeah. Uh, Adam nukes up some freaking hockey puck biscuit things. Or, yeah. I don't know. What, what the, the little Jimmy Jean? Little Jimmy Dean or whatever. Sausages. Yeah. And then we just head over the there at our start time and, and step off. And like I said, here, you know, come one o'clock, we were yep. done today with the assault stage and everything. It's the most fun match I, I do every year. Yeah. I, like, I look forward to this uh, every year. It, it really is. Like when you look at a PRS event and you look at this event, mm -hmm. it's zero drama zero yeah. come to jesus there's no hey guys it just doesn't go that way there it doesn't turn into like a crowd funded problem because mm -hmm. you have such a big crowd in the prs events that are all jammed together everybody's trying to outthink the other guy and play around and who can run back to their car and get a cooler and fucking balance one foot on it yeah. you know and and so then it becomes this uh, 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 an based on your skill yeah an adaption yeah. race in instead yep. of it being a race to adapt to the parking lot you know this is you show up like i said we yeah, show up at 7 30 this morning and step off at like 7 45 and you're basically there's three of you stepping off and it's like okay you guys are going north you're going south you're going west time starts go yep and then you step off and then you don't That's see it. anybody till you get to your stage and they're your RO. Yeah. And they're the shooters in front of you. And, and you know, everybody's scoring with markers and, and, and they've got past the pens and the whole thing, which somebody tried to play. But we don't, we even give our scorecard to the yeah, they can hold people it. in front of us. 
Yep. Like we're not even holding our own. I don't want to worry about that. No. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It works out better. It's faster for them too. And and actually, like we we sort of know our points, but we're paying no attention because we don't have a scorecard and we're not yeah. obsessing over it. Yep. Well, Mike Bush is yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't care, Mike. <laughs> if Bush. he does bad, you know, yeah. that's not going to reflect on mm -hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just send it back to Savage. Bush worked for Savage, man. That's why Bush didn't do good. He must have been shooting a Savage on that day. But uh, no, no big deal. Um, in which we're going to talk to Savage. I talked to uh, the guys over there. Um, coming up in one of the next episodes, I'll have the Savage guys talk about their new precision rifles and their pairing with MDT, but that's a whole nother thing. I'm just goofing with them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a completely different sort of dynamic, and it's more of that field concept and less of a game. Yep. You know? Yeah, you know, I think it kind of simulates uh, elk hunting in Colorado in the Does mountains. It? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, because you're spotting for game. And we do have angles and stuff. The angle we're angles big. To like we, with. Today we went over a couple targets, too. I think yeah. we dropped one over. Because um, there is an angle. You're shooting down. And a lot of times you'll see the five targets and think you have the array. Mm -hmm. And this happened to us yesterday a little bit. And um, it's like, where's the six? Where's the six? Hey, let's look low. <laughs> and we found the one we in did, the wash really low. That's and then today to there was the yep. one really low. So there'll be a target like... I think it was the 185 yesterday because you had cleaned up everything and it was like, where's that last one? And while you're shooting, mm -hmm. I really can't. I'm giving you an initial win call, like hold center, hold right edge, left edge. But I can't help you because you only got one round per. Right. So I'm looking for that last lost target. So I start scanning in low and then there it was 185 yards away under us. Yep. And so now jump up, get it, there we go, and you can yep. hit it. And you you'd know? see that in the field, too. You know, you're looking, you know, at, at the next uh, mountain. Yeah. That's, you know, 500 uh, to 1,000 yards away. And there could be one right under you. Yeah. You know, elk or something like that. So I think, you know, it, from a hunting standpoint, I could totally see mm -hmm. using it for that, uh, you know, standpoint to train for elk hunting and get better. No, it, it's been it's been really, really uh, – because, like I said, this is my first time shooting this match anywhere, whether they had it in Douglas or down here or any place that CD's done matches – but this is my first time doing it, and it really is a fun, kind of laid back, easy to deal with, yeah. but still giving you that scramble factor. Yep. They've got one more, uh, the CD does, one more match, and I think they do it in uh, in Wyoming, the Burris Team Challenge. Yep. Same premise, you know, where mm -hmm. it's a blind you know, team match. The, the key difference is you have to run to the next stage under time. So you've got an added... you got to uh, race people. You it's got, a foot you race. you got to race people, yeah. Right, because if you get past, isn't there an issue? Yeah, so if you, if, if somebody cu uh, catches up with you, you've got to basically immediately stop and, and relinquish the position to them, and then basically move on. So yeah, you, you'll you'll uh, just kind of zero stage basically mm -hmm. if the team behind you catches up to you. So you, you're under pressure. Yeah. You know, to, to to move to move. Yep. yep. So it's a little bit of a physical match, and I think the the sport uh, you know might go that way. At least I hope it does because it, it's kind of fun. The, the, well, physical. The, yeah. I mean, even though we're getting older, we're moving around pretty good. Oh, yeah. And I'm using that Vorn pack, and that Vorn, I'm keeping my stuff slim. That's trick, and, and by not the way. Care. You like that Vorn? Yeah, I do. Yeah, the Vorn oh, is really slick, do. man. You can and whip it out like a ninja. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super fast to deploy. Yeah, the only thing with the AR, it, 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 every once in a while, one of the hooks will catch the handguard, the mm -hmm. hole in the handguard. Yeah. Or the Arca rail mainly, because the Arca rail's flat against it. But every time I popped it with it on my back, I could just pull it right yep. out. And so that's keeping my weight down. It's allowing me to even carry the Saracen I'm putting right on top of it. So it's like on my neck and then um, the JP's inside the Vorn pack. And then on the bottom, I just put my ammo Yeah. and it's been money. Um, I use the, 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 the Saracen 
actually I'm using the Comanche, but I'm using the Comanche as a rear bag when I need it. So if I do get a prone shot, the Comanche becomes my rear bag, so I'm not carrying a separate rear bag. I'm just carrying the one. And yesterday I brought uh, the pillows, but I didn't bring it today. I didn't think we had yeah. one pillow. You yep. brought a bigger one. Yeah. But I didn't feel I needed my uh, wee bad pillow yesterday. But we had had to use the pillows too, mm -hmm. you know, to bridge the gap in the rocks. Yeah, sometimes you have to get, uh, you know, not high enough for a tripod, but mm -hmm. you know, a two, you get higher than, than normal for prone. Yes. Like I, I've got that, um, the Thunder Beavis bipod with, with the, the extensions. extensions. And so, you know, that, that was at one stage, I had to go all the way out. So I'm sitting like a foot and a half in the air. So you got to build your rear rest uh, up that high too. Yeah. So it's nice to have that big ass bag. All right, before we close out too, I want to talk about that aluminum bolt. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I showed you that yesterday. So we, we make a, an AR-10 uh, mm -hmm. bolt carrier. Yep. And we've had it for a while, and I was showing you that, you know, uh, so it's it's uh, it's made out of aluminum. Yeah. And it's called our, our variable mass system. Uh, BC-8 is the part number, but in, in, a, in a nutshell, it's uh, a super ultra low mass bolt carrier. Right. And it's got a buffering component on the tailstock. So it adds a little bit of a kind of a punch to punch through some of the grit and grime and yep. stuff like that. But anyway, it, it makes shooting a, you know, AR-10 sized uh, gun Type almost rifle, yeah. like it's, it's shooting a... Uh, 223. So you're, you're reducing some of that mass and that recoil that's coming back. Yeah. Even though, like, I guess the weight's not there, but the size is there. It's just the weight's right. not. So that mass, so the recoil pulse is lighter. You said you found it increases I, accuracy, which, of for course. Me, for me, I don't think it's any, you know, obviously. Of course it would, the, though, because you're. you're I, I could just shoot it more accurately. An AR 10 is so dependent on your fundamentals, your follow through, your recoil management, and all that stuff. If you're making it move faster and lighter. Yep. It's now getting everything done quicker, so it's saving you that little bit of that hesitation and that follow-through. Yeah. So I, that's pretty slick-ass design. It's to go, trick. Uh, um, with that. That rifle's a laser, too. I, I can yeah. shoot that so well. But yeah, it's it's a cool set. We, so we've got two of those. That That's our, our ultra lightweight, and then we've got another one uh, that's a steel. So it's meant for suppressed use. It, mm -hmm. it adds reliable, uh, reliability to suppressed use by adding more buffering component to okay. the entire system. By way of adding that buffering component on the uh, the tailstock. Gotcha. So just it's more for reliability with suppressors. But the one I showed you is, is just for ultimate recoil impulse for an AR-10. No, I could totally see that. So if you guys are having some struggles with your accuracy in an AR-10, try this really low yep. mass uh, aluminum version and see because I you get it, man. It's quicker. Yeah. So everything's gonna be faster. So when you screw up, hopefully it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly right. And, and so. And then now you can feel the winds coming up for tomorrow. You guys yeah. probably start to hear the wind kick kick up. It's just starting to get some white caps on the lake. 25 to 35 mile an hour winds tomorrow. tomorrow. That'll be fun. Yeah, but we'll do it, man. Yep. And because I can machine gun it. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Mike Bush is going to shoot well tomorrow. Mike, Mike Bush is shooting. Mike Bush, you're doing okay, man. You cleaned it. You cleaned all the targets yesterday, Mike. You got them all. You only dropped two today. You know, not great, but not bad either. You, Mike Bush was doing great. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a good time. All right, man, let's wrap it up. Let's finish up. Uh, we got dinner, Vital Waters. We got all kinds we got of stuff to, go. stuff to do. Yeah, we got important stuff to do. So we're going to let you guys go. I'll do after action with all of this. Um, you know, when I get back on Monday, and, and I'll get back Sunday night, but Monday I'll do another follow up, as you guys know I usually do. And if you have any questions, comments, make sure you go in the Podbean app and talk to everybody. And, and yeah, thank you for all those comments. Probably Monday, Tuesday. If I don't do it Monday, Monday will be a probably Steel Safari AAR where I can talk smack and not get people in trouble. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, nah, I won't do that. But uh, 
uh, probably like Wednesday or something before I go to Treadproof because I got Treadproof next weekend. I think it's going to be nasty weather in Tennessee. Mm. There's supposedly some fucking hurricane or some shit. But um, before I go to Treadproof, I'll do your user comments and questions. So if you have a comment or question, get it in now because it'll probably go Wednesday. And then I'll be meeting Taylor in the airport in Denver. He's flying from Alaska. Then him and I have the same flight to Tennessee. And we got all the guys doing our Treadproof class. They're really excited about it, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, Doc Maurer and the family and everybody. But um, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for everybody who's here, who's come up to me and who said they enjoy the Everyday Sniper podcast. Thank you guys. Um, we met um, those guys you work with, Ben, Corey. What was the other guy's name that was with Ben's partner? Where was it? Clay. Clay. Oh, yeah. Clay and Ben were met you and said hi and stuff. So the people who come around, thank you yeah. for uh, acknowledging and being part of it uh saw austin angus here with his targets he got mike his little circle target so we'll see that brian whalen was here aa ron was here <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> they're shooting well too. yeah they always shoot well these guys live here man they do they, they they got it wired yeah yeah dorgan and everybody i stopped over like i said tyler and and um and ray you know she was here taking pictures and doing stuff she's the only one that got pictures of us Real? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't take any pictures. We forgot we were having too much fun. Yeah, we were. We were, yeah. we were you know, wasn't sitting around like, uh. It was yeah. more like, oh, this is cool. Let's do this. Uh, hey. Right. Yeah. And then uh, and then we had other conversations that we won't get into, but that's, <laughs> you know, cows and aliens and spiders. Yeah, spiders yeah. and all that stuff. The spider stuff is cool, though. I mean, they're just so gigantic and seeing them in person is yep. kind of unique. They've got two speeds. It's either hyper fast where you can't even, either they're just a blur mm -hmm. or they, they just kind of crawl at like a and, snail's pace. Mm -hmm. Like cool. I'm big and I'm badass. Yeah. Leave me alone. It's, it's cool terrain out here. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you later. Cheers.